let us not judge us according to our performances. The capacity to receive comes with so much grace because you know for sure that God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory. He shall supply. You speak upon it. You are identified by the blood of Jesus. The blood that was shed at the cross. In him we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace. He became that sin offering. So what? Are you still talking about sin, sin, sin? That is a wrong doctrine. By one offering, he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. He has perfected you. You have no sin. Once Christ is the central focus of who you are and your life, your identity changes, your mindsets change, your thinking, your living, because now you're believing right, you're living right through him. Wake up and unwind your day. Réveillez-vous et commencez votre journée avec Bioka, On a heart for a soul. Your word is truth. It sanctifies a soul with your truth. Your word is truth. For a soul, a heart for a soul. The light and warm your spirit in the dark or the cold. Healing what was broken, turn them parts to a whole. Heart for a soul, a heart for a soul. Yeah. Jesus Christ, way, truth, and the life for our souls. Pay the price, the ultimate sacrifice. What a love. While we get sin for death, we were destined. He stepped in as water and his blood was the cleansing laws. We were found. We're sin abound. Grace abound. What a passion, a peace of passing. All understanding where God's love is present. All condemnation is past in. For a soul, a heart for a soul. The light and warm your spirit in the Dark or the cold, healing what was broken, turn them parts to a whole. Heart for a soul, a heart for a soul. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you so much for this day that you have given us. We thank you for everything you're yet to do in this month of February. We come with expectation, we come with the positive believing that things are going to turn around in any person's life listening in today. Lord, we thank you for your great love, for your rich mercies, for we hope and glad in the finished work of the cross. Lord, today we bring anything, anything that is not of you, anything that has been causing any emotional instability in our lives. We pour it onto your altar and we believe today we're going to leave different people. How we've come, Lord, carrying whatever we're carrying, we're living, delivered, healed, made whole, preserved, all in you. In Jesus' name we pray and say amen. And Lord, we thank you as we get to start this program. We want to pray for every leader out there. We want to pray for our presidents. We want to pray for ministers. We want to pray for senators. We want to pray for Congress. We want to pray for each and every leader around the world. That Lord, you offer them and give them wisdom, knowledge, understanding of how to be leaders that you've chosen them to be for your people. And we thank you that you are restoring peace around the world. And you're working through each and every person's assignment and 
purpose, Lord, so that peace may prevail in our lives, in our communities, in our societies, in our nations, and everywhere around the world. So each and every person listening in today, I want you to believe for your country, believe for your leaders, believe for your community leaders as well, believe for your pastors, for your ministers in your countries. Abba, we standing and praying for each, every leader in any capacity, in any category that, Lord, you are the one to give us the wisdom, to give us the direction, the strength, the courage, the everything that you need us to do, that we may do it unto your righteousness, because your word is truth. And we believe that when we have truth in us, everything that we produce or anything that you produce through us shall manifest your glory. In Jesus' name we pray and say, Amen. The Lord put it upon my heart just a few weeks ago that uh, I should start to stand in for leaders and pray for presidents and, and our leaders in any category. By the way, sometimes you should take time to pray for your employers, pray for your bosses, pray for your pastors. Pray for the men and women of God that are speaking in your lives. Pray. Because as long as you take your mind and consciousness off yourself and you start to help other people, it can even be spiritually, physically, in tangible way. All that God hears, all through that God works. Amen. So let us not be believers who only think of ourselves when we're coming to pray to the Lord, but let us lift up other people. Amen. Lift up your pastors, lift up apostles, prophets, evangelists, lift up people because we're living in days where the gospel is the answer. So for some of us who are really preaching, we're out there and we're taking the gospel by the grace of God. We do need people who are standing also in prayer for us. Amen. Pray, pray any person that the Lord has put on your heart. Pray for them. Pray for presidents. I want us to pray for presidents, to pray for our leaders. Let us not just pinpoint what they're doing wrong and criticize, but let us change our minds. Let our nations be restored, but it starts from us as believers. Amen. So I want us, by the grace of God, to open our Bibles in Psalm 143. Our entire sermon today is going to be based on Psalm 143, 7 to 8. As I pray that you have found that scripture as I read, I pray that you do. Before actually I start preaching, if you're not yet listening in from the app, we pray that by the grace of God you download our app. It's called A Heart for Soul Ministries. You can go under the Apple Store and you can also go to the Google Store. You download it and then you just put in a heart for soul ministries. And when it pops up, you can download it. With this app, it is a tool where we have all the resources you need as a child of God today in order for you to grow in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And a very good thing that we have added onto the app is that when you're listening to a sermon, there's a place where you can take notes on that very sermon within your app. Isn't that wonderful? So every time you're listening to the sermon, you're taking notes. You're writing down scriptures. And I pray that as much as you're doing that, 
in your free time within the week, you go back and read through those scriptures, go deeper and read um, the Bible. That way you get to grow, to know the knowledge of Jesus, to go deeper in his wisdom. Because the word is the answer. Hallelujah. Without knowing the word, you cannot know Jesus. Without knowing the word, you cannot know the love of God for you. Amen. So let us get into that place where we download the app, listen to a sermon, take notes, and go deeper in your personal reading. Amen. I pray you work on that. So the Bible says in Psalm 143, 7 to 8, it says, Answer me speedily, O Lord. My spirit fails. Do not hide your face from me, lest I be like those who go down into the pit. Cause me to hear your loving kindness in the morning, for in you do I trust. Cause me to know the way in which I should walk, for I lift up my soul to you. Lord, we thank you for this word. We thank you. In this psalm, we see a great example of David crying out to the Lord for his help. He is demonstrating a prayer that any believer can say when they find themselves in a state of despair or depression per se. So a lot of times we have this misconception that depression is something that can be a challenge to a non-believer or people out there in the world. Many people actually who are believers have faced this spirit or they have faced this emotion and they don't know that actually they're in depression. But the prayer that David spoke or prayed, it clearly shows us he was in a place where he didn't know what to do. He was lost and he was in a place where he urgently needed to come out of that pit. He's telling God that enable me to be able to walk out of this place that I'm in right now, this position that I'm in, so that I don't be like those who go down into the pit. So I love the fact that he's praying to him, telling him that that is where he's heading. That is where he was heading in that pit, the pit of depression. But I love the fact that he's actually giving us a way before actually you get there. Because sometimes someone can listen to such a someone and say, this is not for me. This is not something that is about my life right now. But take a moment and see that that prayer, David is asking God to give him that place where he cannot be put in that pit. He's praying a preventative prayer. But here's the thing, depression is one of the very emotions that many people today are facing. It is a combination of loneliness, sadness, weakness. Someone can actually feel like they're powerless. Some people feel hopeless. It makes someone really feel like they're down. And this is what David was feeling at that moment. It makes someone feel like they're in pain, you know, due to human experiences that they've countered. So a believer, child of God, can face this very emotion with the mixtures of elements that I've mentioned today. And they don't know. But sometimes, actually, it's, it may not come in a subtle way. Sometimes it can even come 
in a very strong way. It comes in a storm of waves that hit someone and they feel like they're lost or they're hopeless or they have no purpose. And many people are not aware of this and they do not know that they're going through a season of depression or they're in depression or they can't tell the difference between this very emotional instability when they're in it. But today I pray that by the grace of God, that Jesus Christ may reveal this through the Holy Spirit. And you see that this is actually something that happened. So normally the combination of the ailments that I've mentioned about, they cause someone to walk in a dark place where they feel like they don't actually see the light. Someone can go to church. Someone can pray. Someone can read the word. Someone can hear sermons. But there's something. This very emotion can cloud someone. Someone on the outer part, they can look like everything is okay. But within themselves, inside themselves, they are going through a place of depression. Depression can be actually a serious emotional stability when one does not understand that they're facing this very issue. I'm going to describe this emotion, right? And the enemy uses it so much as a weapon of crushing people's spirits. It is a spirit or an emotion that comes in a sort of spirit that is crushed, that is broken, that is burnt out, that doesn't hope to see progress or purpose, or it doesn't see any positive expectation from God. And this is why I'm saying that sometimes even believers go through this and they have no idea that they are under an emotional instability caused by a spirit that is led of the enemy. So many times when one goes through this, this can lead to effects such as one quitting, one giving up on life. And sometimes people actually are led to suicide. Sometimes people uh, feel like they're burdened to leave because they don't see the assignment. They don't see what is coming out of their own lives. You know, many times you find that someone is just stuck in that place, that place of despair, that place where they feel crushed, that place where they feel they're burnt out, that place where they feel broken, that place where they feel like they don't belong, that place where they feel sadness, that loneliness. Did you know that many studies actually show that people who, let's say, for instance, who have mothers who have just given birth, sometimes they go through this place of depression. At times also when people are going through financial instabilities or financial challenges, they go through this issue. At times also when people feel like everything that they do seems like it's not going anywhere. They do actually, sometimes people go through this very emotion. But the times we as children of God, we must be aware of this. And as going back to what I was saying, David was praying a preventative prayer, much as he was in a state where he was in despair. But he was like telling God that let me not go down that pit like those who have. And a lot of times depression can make one feel like there is no solution to their problem. They feel like whatever they're facing, they're all alone. 
like no one can help them, like no one can understand what they're going through. Like they feel like the answers to that situation are not available. They feel like in reality, everything is broken. Like it, it has no meaning, you know. But the thing is this, the enemy uses that to kind of divert someone from the word of God, to divert someone from having that place of resting in the word of God and believing that the word of God is going to work for them. Because he knows once he uses such an, a mechanism, he can make you feel like what the word of God says or what the promises that are in the word of God cannot solve that problem. But listen to me, child of God, everything any person goes through on this face of earth is temporal. It is temporary. It is something that is not going to stay permanent. You may be going through a state of depression or an emotion of depression, but today I come to tell you by the grace of God, God the Father through his son, Jesus Christ, are the ones who are permanent. We have the Holy Spirit who is our comforter, who is our helper. And that is why sometimes when you listen to the word of God and ponder on the word of God, meditate on the word of God, you will come to a consciousness that is directed, that is founded in Jesus Christ, established in Jesus Christ, rooted in Jesus Christ. That way, child of God, you know that the life you're living is directed by the Holy Spirit. Depression can't let someone be rational. That's the thing. It always shows you that there is no solution to something. It shows you that you're left out, like other people are making it, you're this, you're nothing, you're that. And this emotion, which is a mechanism that the enemy uses, it can linger over someone's feelings, making them feel like they have no help from the Holy Spirit. It's a lie. It's a lie from the pit because one thing you as a child of God must understand, you are son of God. You're loved by him. He has given you the Holy Spirit to be your helper. So never wake up any morning, any day and say you're by yourself in this world. This world that we live in, it is actually really fallen. But that is not our report. Our report is we're living in this world, but we are sons of God. We don't belong to the world. We belong to Jesus. As we belong to Jesus, Jesus Christ is the one living in us. And the Bible says, greater is he who is in us than he that is in this world. In Psalm 28, 1, David says this very important and powerful words, which I pray that many of us can stand on. He says, to you I will cry. Oh Lord, my rock, do not be silent to me. Least if you are silent to me, I become like those who go down to the pit. But again, David here is praying a prayer that is also very important. When you're in depression, the only way out is for you by the grace of God to be closer, to be at the feet of Jesus. Because Jesus is our healer. Jesus is the deliverer. Amen. So. When one goes to the pit, you know, David is talking about going to the pit. He's, he keeps repeating this statement like those who go down to the pit. What he's trying to mean here, those who 
are facing a big challenge of emotional instability. He's saying that there are actually people who have fallen, fallen deep in that place that the enemy has kind of connived and he has kind of put in place. And over the past three weeks, we have been seeing different forms of emotional instabilities and how believers can be delivered from those pits. But the same issue here is some of these emotions can amalgamate in a way that a believer may not understand what he or she is going through. But as long as you see this, you will know by the grace of God what you are facing, what you are going through within that time. Many times people have the misconception that so such emotions, right? They cannot hit any believer or they can't come to them. But listen, don't allow that misconception to think that it can't happen to you. I'm not saying it will, but what I'm saying is that learn to tell a difference, to tell a difference as a spirit-led by the Holy Spirit and a spirit led by the enemy. Because the enemy has so many ways that he devours and he lies. But when we, by the grace of God, through the wisdom of God, we come to that place of understanding and differentiate the two, we come to know how we walk and be led of the Holy Spirit. So don't allow anyone to make you seem like when you're walking in this, there's something very wrong about you or You've done something wrong. It may be an attack. So once it's an attack upon your life, you shouldn't think that you're cast, you're placed in a certain category of people. Don't think of yourself like that. Nothing, child of God, dear believer, dear beloved, can take away your salvation. Nothing can make you lose your privilege as a son of God. Some of these things are things people go through. People all go through, sometimes people go through these very emotions. But the very big difference is, the only difference is, some know how to get out of it and some don't know. So this is why you shouldn't look at some people, like I I think I was giving this example last week, and you look at some people, let's say presidents or a leader, someone you really, you know, look up to, and you think that their life is so perfect that they can't even face some of this emotional instability. That is not true. Much as we are spirit beings through Jesus Christ, we live in on earth. We live in these bodies. And sometimes when one faces some of these conditions, such as emotional instabilities, they partly come as a result of us being human. And I'm not saying you should go and think that, I can do this because I'm human. No, that is not scripture. That is not scripture, child of God. Our identification is that as it is written in Romans 8, we are the spirit. We are led of the spirit. We are directed by the spirit of the Lord. So the very fact that sometimes even when we are directed by the spirit and live in the spirit, right? And walk by the spirit, there's that part where we live in humanly flesh in this body. Take an example. Jesus was a son of God. Amen. He was a hundred percent God, but a hundred percent man in body. So we cannot deny that sometimes we're on this earth, but we're not of this earth. 
And we are also going to face some things because we are on earth. So today in this sermon, we're going to use the example of David, a man after God's own heart. He was a fierce man, a mighty warrior for God, a great king of Israel. But one would think that he had it all in control. This is the reason why I say, do not look at people in a certain position and you start to desire, to want to be like them, to, you know what? Because once you don't know what that person is carrying, you don't know what they're facing in life, no matter the credentials and status and the anointing and money and anything upon that person's life, right? Whatever, let's say, for instance, whatever category that person is in, right? You don't know what they're facing. David was seeing an example of a man who was loved by God, who worshipped God. When you read Psalms, you see David worshipping God in truth and in spirit. I always say this, he's one of the guys who are in the Old Testament, but he's carrying a spirit within him of a man of the new covenant. He teaches us actually to learn to worship God. But the very fact that this is a man who was always deep in the love of Jesus, he was going, but he was a man. When we go back to Psalm 143, a man who was in a place of brokenness, a man who was facing hopelessness. He was in a position where he was in despair. So which is why one must not just sit and think that everyone is just perfect, you know, in how, you know, we kind of perceive it in the natural perspective. I want you to know that once you are in that place, that posture of depression, you're not forgotten by God. You're in a place that place, you may be broken, you may feel like you're hopeless, you may feel like you're lost, you don't feel like you, you have an assignment on earth. But I got to tell you, child of God, even men who accomplished so big things, they went through this place. They went through this valley. They went through this moment where they also came to a place where they had to search God to see that they would get out of that same place where they were. In Psalm 25, 1, David was praying for deliverance and forgiveness. He said these words. He said, to you, O Lord, I lift my soul. And those just wonderful words. Every time when you feel some sort of wave, a storm wave of hopelessness, of despair, of sadness, of loneliness, you say words like this. You call unto his name. You say, Jesus Christ, you're lifting up my soul. And this is the language, child of God, we must carry. When we carry such words, these words carry a deeper volume. They take us from a dark place and they bring us in the Lord's rescue. Because when you keep saying something, it starts to become a part of you, child of God. A lot of times when one goes through, let's say, circumstance, many times, you know, people will talk about it, nurse it nurture it and discuss it with people, call people, do this. And, and I understand, child of God, sometimes you really need to hear words that can, you know, encourage you. But encouragement that comes from an, a natural perspective is just going to make you sugarcoat that issue. It's going to make you just feel good at that moment, at that time. 
being in a dark place with this issue of depression, the Lord's rescue by the grace of God should be your ultimate goal. It should be that place where you come at his feet and sit and say, Jesus, don't know what I'm feeling right now, but one thing I know is that you are the one going to lift up my soul from this place. And see, this is what David was saying in Psalm 143 in his own words. That is what he was mentioning. So many times when people don't know, they don't know how to deal with these. Sometimes people go through serious mental health. Sometimes people go through that place, like I mentioned before, of getting to an age of falling in that pit of suicidal thoughts. Sometimes they feel like they literally have nothing, nothing that they can live for on this earth. But Jesus is our rescue child of God today. Under the grace covenant, we have Jesus. He's our rock. He's our shield. He's our strength. He is the one that we live for. So every moment you wake up in the morning, you say, Jesus Christ, you've given me another day and I live for you. Amen. Galatians 2.20 talks about that. We don't live for ourselves anymore. We do live in Christ Jesus. So David, having said those words and he's telling God that answer me speedily, come to me, that my spirit may not fail. That is where child of God, we must be positioned. As David is unfolding this scripture, he's actually showing us that there's a sense of desperation. Child of God, it is not bad for you to come to Jesus, to come to God with actually that sense of desperation. This is the thing too sometimes. Many times people think that they're walking through faith just because of them walking through that faith of performance on outer side. But learn to be real. Learn to be authentic. Learn to come to that place of the truth when you're facing Jesus. A lot of times we've been taught that faith is you being strong. Even when you go through something and you just say, I'm going to bottle this up and I'm going to walk and I'm going to, you know, that sort of faith is like you're creating something actually you're not feeling, but that is not faith. Faith is you believing something, you speak it and that thing manifests. So what is in your heart is the one that produces faith. The very fact that what you're feeling inside you is not what you're thinking. Sometimes we have to let the grace of God take over. And actually, let me not say sometimes, all the times. Once you feel like you're going through a dark place where you can't describe it to anyone, where you've prayed, where you've fasted, where you've done all sorts of things, the terms child of God, the only thing we must do is fall at the feet of Jesus and come in that sense of desperation and speak to him just like David cried unto him. And speak unto God the Father and say that your son at the cross did this for me. By his stripes I am healed and I receive that healing in my spirit, my soul, my mind, my every part of me that is captive to this, whatever the enemy has done, I am set free. And so child of God, that is where faith comes from. Because the faith that comes from 
the root of Jesus Christ is a faith that shows you the finished work of redemption. It shows you, it directs you deeper to the consciousness of Jesus. But this faith that we just come up with, and, and sometimes this is something we've been told, we come up with and say, I don't care what I'm feeling, I'm just going to believe in this. But what you're believing inside you is actually not what is on the outer part. So let our inside part, the inner deepest core within ourselves, be in the newness of the Spirit, be in the newness of Jesus Christ, and let it flourish coming out of us. What we believe is going to come out of us. So something important that we must learn from the example of David is that rather than him going actually, let's say as he came in the sense of desperation to God, rather than him dwelling deeper in that pitiness, he decided that I'm going to cry out. I'm going to be at the feet of Jesus Christ and look on to him for guidance, trust that he would come to my rescue and he will help me not fall in that pit. And so that is faith. It is you acknowledging what you're going through, but you say, listen, I'm not going to just sit here in this bitterness. I'm not going to just let my heart go through this. I am going to go onto the feet of Jesus and believe and trust and see his stripes work for me and see his blood cleanse me and make me whole and preserved once again. That is what we call walking in faith. Psalm 17, 6, David said, I have called upon you for you will hear me, O God, incline your ear to me and hear my speech. That is a prayer poured out by a man, a man of God who knew that God would answer him. Psalm 107, 28 says, Then they cry out to the Lord in their trouble, and he brings them out of their distresses. So child of God, faith is us actually calling out unto God's help, unto God's rescue. Faith is not us saying everything is fine within me. I'm okay. I'm just going to keep on moving on. And actually, you are not doing what David did. What David did was faith. What David did was, I acknowledge this, I'm going through this, but things are going to change for me. Things are going to change for me by me coming onto the feet of Jesus and letting him take over and letting him prevail and letting him lead me and letting him take away this trouble, take away all this that I'm going through. That is, child of God, something that is very important we must know. Because once you know the differentiation between the two, you will understand that some faith works in performances and another faith grows at the feet of Jesus and receives. Because under the grace covenant, grace supplies and faith takes from what grace gives. Many people will face this unpleasant emotion. To be honest with you, child of God, this is a dark place. It is a dark place. This place of, and this is the reason why I say that many people go through it and they don't know. One can seem normal. One can be like the very happy people. They got it all collected and they're together. But in the inside, in a soul, they're crying out just like David cried out. And anyone struggling with depression can really attest to this. They can say this, that 
some point one goes through a wave of feeling that they're okay. And the next time they're going through a wave of feeling like they're not okay. And so I really want to call it a spirit because it is a spirit that comes in a form of emotions, but it lingers around, crushes one's spirit. And so I'm going to use that word of describing it as a spirit, you know, that has prevalently, like in the past years, this is something that has been very common in the church. The times when, um, I think like two years ago, some people I was around in some circles, someone would go through something and they would mention some things and I would be like, this person is under depression, but they don't know it. And due to that burnt out, that crushed spirit, that uh, brokenness, the hopelessness, you find that many people go through these and they stay in a painful and heavy, burdened life without knowing it. And so the enemy uses it to keep someone in a pit where someone actually, they never, ever, they've never, ever felt the fullness of the joy of the Lord. Because on the outer, they seem like they're fine and they've covered it up in the inside part of it because they've not given God the chance. They've not come out to him to say, rescue me from this. But did you know the child of God, the peace of the Lord, which surpasses all understanding, once it consumes you and it pursues you, this very spirit, it's just, you feel like it is gone and broken out of your life. You feel like there's a newness in you. You feel the peace that is just beyond anyone can even ever give you. And that is what God wants us to have. That is why his son went onto the cross, because it's through his justification that we acquired peace. Amen. So when you feel overwhelmed by circumstances that you're facing, child of God, and you feel like you're crushed beneath, you know, a load of troubles, or you've experienced a turning in life that you can't even talk about, you can't express to anyone, because the times when someone will go through this spirit or go through this emotion, and one won't even know what to say, because they don't have it in words. They literally can't put it in words to say what they feel, what, what they're going through. So David is teaching us that God will always hear our prayers. That whatever you're facing, child of God, or whatever you're feeling, whatever you're going through, God will know it. Do you know why? Because he created you. He knows your inside, your outer part. He knows the real you and something that is not real you. He knows correct things that you tell him and the things actually you kind of sugarcoat. He knows everything. So David is teaching us to come out of our comfort zone, to be vulnerable toward God, to pour our desperation to God. Child of God, he is our father. We have a privilege of sonship toward him. So we are reconciled with him. Anytime you feel lost, it is so good to come and pour out your entire being onto him. And he will not hide himself away from you. He will actually, it's only through your weakness, grace is going to prevail. Grace works where weakness abounds. Grace will work where vulnerability abounds. Grace will work where there's desperation 
praying and crying unto the Lord, grace will work. 2 Corinthians 12, 10, in the words of Apostle Paul, he says, Therefore I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Remember, I told you, men of God, leaders, presidents, any person in any category, they go through this very same thing. The thing that Apostle Paul went through for the sake of the gospel child of God, do you think at some point he never got to a place where he was like, Abba, this is big. This is something I'm going through. But much as we or any person going through something you endure, it doesn't mean that you, you can't cry out to the Lord in desperation. It doesn't mean in your endurance you can't come to God for rescue. It doesn't mean that you can't come to him for help. Remember, Jesus Christ is the rock. Remember, he is the strength. Remember, he is that place you as a child of God. You must only go and you're weak and you're vulnerable so that he, he makes you strong. And that is what grace is here for. Grace is here to give us that place where we can actually receive from the finished work of Jesus. So, beloved. Not only do we have the promise of God to hear us as we cry unto his help, but also we read that God comes along to those who are depressed, who are downcasted, and he serves them. You know, never allow, never allow the enemy to lie to you and tell you no one is going to understand in your situation. Child of God, there's going to be the one who will hear your cry and that is Jesus Christ. He will take that distress away from you. He will take that captivity that you're in. He will take that bondage that you're in. Amen. So he does not leave you. He does not forsake you just because of what you're going through. Man can, you know, someone can always say that person is always with trouble. That person is always having this issue A, B, C, and D. And they can talk about it. But Christ can't. As long as you come and pour it to him. He will give you a solution. And his solution is grace. Grace is the answer we have to any pain, any emotional instability that any person can face as a believer. Psalm 34, 17, it says that the righteous cry out and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. Do you hear that? We have such a promise and when you stand on this, you as a believer, a child of the Most High God, you know that anytime I go through any emotional instability, because depression can also be caused by fear, it can also be caused by heart and pain, it can be caused by hate, it can be caused by anything that I have talked about in the previous weeks, and it can form its own place where it keeps you in that pit. But we have a promise in Psalm 34 that the Lord is near to those who have a broken heart. He's near to those and he wants to save you. He wants to save those with a con contrite spirit. Beloved, when you find yourself in a deeper state, walk in this place of falling at the feet of Jesus. Come to him. Talk to him. Have personal conversations. Have Talks with him. Recognize that it is not only your, your own ability to make yourself come out of it. 
by you sometimes saying, I'm going to fast, I'm going to do this. Much as those things are right, but they cannot work at some places or certain situations because certain situations need us actually to be broken and desperate and come at the feet of Jesus and take time and go deeper in him. Amen. So when we learn to come to his feet, he's going to teach us through the Holy Spirit. He's going to instruct us to use the word of God as that reference point where we come and he pours us into his hope and he gives us that place where we can come out of that downcast state. Psalm 42, 11, I love what David says. He said that, why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him, the help of my countenance and my God. So child of God, do you hear that? He's coming and he's crying out, but at the same time he's worshiping Jesus and worshiping God. And this is where child of God, we must get it right. Much as we're living on this earth, some of these things happen. But our only way to go out of it is for us to praise the Lord. Praise our way out of it through coming in his word and worshiping him and speaking scriptures and falling at the feet of Jesus. Amen. So I may have said what I've said. And someone's like evangelist I have heard, but I need you to give me steps. Tell me what I'm supposed to do to get out of this emotion, this spirit, to be delivered from this pit of depression. Number one, child of God, the very thing you must know, when you're suffering from depression, people often find things like they're dark, right? Like I said before. And a lot of times, many believers think that there is no hope. There is no light to the end of the tunnel. But I got to tell you, as the scriptures tell us, that God is light. That is why I've been really emphasizing by the grace of God in a sermon that stay at the feet of Jesus. Because that's where the light is. As long as you're positioned at the feet of Jesus Christ, that, that posture will bring light to you. Because remember, Jesus Christ is the eternal light. And child of God, as long as his exceeding glory and light is shining upon you, anything. Any crushed spirit, any broken spirit, any lostness, any hopelessness, everything is going to break. You see it breaking like chains. It will be cast off you because now you're seeing and experiencing the light of Jesus Christ and not the darkness. Amen. I hope you really you've understood this. Looking to Jesus is the only way, child of God, you're going to get eternal light. Is the only way you're going to get that everlasting life filled with joy, filled with peace, filled with rest. And without Jesus, that is really hard for you to get because the world that we're living in has too many cares and burdens and things going on. But the only hope is that light will come through Jesus. Another thing you must put into consideration, child of God, for you to acquire this deliverance is that. God really should be the, our ultimate reference point. When I say this, I mean that when you're depressed, the word of God should be your hiding place. The word of God should be your comfort. The word of God should be your shield. Amen. As we turn to God in faith, 
we receive him from the word of God. Faith is you coming to the word of God and believing that that word of God is going to work for you. Hallelujah. Is you knowing that once I take on this word of God, it will take care of everything and issue in my life. And so you start to speak it. Psalm 119, says that you are my hiding place and my shield. I hope in your word. So the word of God is that hope, is that hiding place where we come child of God and rest in him. Amen. So when you're depressed and you're in despair, meditate. Meditate on the word of truth. Meditate on the word of grace. Meditate on these scriptures. Meditate on the promises of God because as long as the word of God is in you, it's going to protect you. It is going to break any chain, any confusion in your life. You know, because child of God, we're living in times where there's so much happening. And at some point, you as a human being, you can't stop what is happening around the world. But once you come in the word of God and you're speaking it, you're breathing it, you're living it, the word of God is going to become a part of who you are. It is going to create an identification in you. It is going to, to work miracles. It's going to manifest. So learn to know that Jesus Christ in the word, he will keep you and provide you in that well-being. He will keep you and provide you in that health and happiness because your consciousness is rooted in him. Amen. So ultimately, you see your life changing, changing, changing. Another thing is that God has also given us the word that is written for us to be that guidance, to be our instruction. So as much as you're meditating on it, learn to receive the instruction in the word of God. Because when we learn to walk in the instruction of the word of God, child of God, many times we don't fall in circumstances or issues that actually cause someone to go in the pit of depression. The pit of depression is caused by, let's say, for instance, something, like I said, some things that you've gone through. Uh, sometimes it can even be wrong decisions, wrong choices, wrong steps that you took. But the word of God, as long as it directs you, it corrects you, it, it gives you that instruction, it will direct you in the path of righteousness. And this is what, child of God, this is what matters the most. Because when instructed in the word of God as the Bible shows us, then the word becomes our source of help. It becomes that place where we acquire comfort, where we acquire hope, where we acquire the gladness of God, the goodness of God, and we feel like we're restored, we feel like we're revived, we're regenerated. That is the thing, child of God, we must go through for us to receive deliverance. Amen? Deliverance can't just come to you, child of God, by you just sitting and hoping it would happen. Some of these things we must go through an extra step. Listen your way out to depression. Listen to the sermons that are grace-filled, that teach you about Jesus, that bring you closer to Jesus. As long as your mind, your soul, your spirit, your entire being is in Christ's consciousness, these spirits break. Like the bondages break, like you feel like things are falling off your, you know, your body, off your mind, off your soul, off your spirit. Because as long as we make this our life, the word of God our life, then we are going to walk, right, in the newness of life in Jesus Christ. Amen. So 
Another thing, child of God, we must also know to, to overcome some of these things. Find someone, right? You really entrust who is Christian. Someone who's a believer. Someone who you can entrust with some of, of the hard things you're going through. Um, it can be your pastor. It can be a, a, a friend. And pray. Pray about it. Pray about some of these things because as long as child of God, you can pray about it with someone else and you open up to them what you're going through. Sometimes it's the prayer that brings us closer together are the prayers that actually really of, a, um, uh, of, 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 of other believers, they do work as well. So don't close yourself in house sometimes and just be like, no, I, I, this is by myself and this is what I'm going to do. And at the end of the day, again, you're in depression because you feel lonely. But find a friend. And I don't mean like go and tell your business to so many people. Find someone you can confide in. Someone you know that this person will not go out to say anything about my issues. But they're standing with me in prayer. And so I must go and talk to them. That way, that too will also help you, child of God. So. I need to give you some scriptures because the reason why this issue is very serious is that I pray that many of you can go back and read some of the scriptures and know them, live them. If you're facing this same issue as well of depression, you know that you're not alone. You know that God is for you and he's there for you and he's going to deliver you. The very first scripture is Isaiah 41.10. So this, I'm giving you some of you homework. Take home with you some of the scriptures. Isaiah 41.10, this will help you, child of God, acquire strength when you feel powerless. This is a scripture that many of us need to hold on to. It says that some days you may feel like you have lost all your strength. That scripture is going to make you, child of God, walk in the blessing of Jesus Christ and you will see him working in your life. Amen. Another scripture that I would want also to give you, Deuteronomy 31, 8. So God is always by your side. Know that even in these darkest times, the darkest times that you're going through in that place of depression, Jesus is with you. He's working. He is for you. Amen. He is doing big things for you. So don't go in fear in life and you think that God is not with you. God is walking with you. His child is walking with you. The Holy Spirit is walking with you. Don't feel like you're lonely. You're lost. Like you have nothing in this world. You have the Holy Spirit, your comforter, working for you. Another scripture is Psalm 33. It says that by you, O Lord, you're my shield my glory, and the one who lifts up my head. Jesus Christ will protect you at all times. Child of God, angels are taking charge over you at all times, right? So you're not going to hit anything. You should know that the promises of God, once they're being spoken, they are working for you. So you believe this. Know that God has given you his son, Jesus Christ, to be your shield. And that every time you're speaking that word upon your life, the words that he spoke, you're walking in his grace. Amen. Another scripture that I want to give you is Psalm 41 to 3. 
It says that I waited patiently for the Lord and he inclined to me and heard my cry. He also brought me out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay and set my feet upon a rock and established my steps. And he has put a new song in my mouth. Praise to our God. Many will see it and fear and I will trust in the Lord. So child of God, this is a prayer which David actually, he cried unto the Lord. So many times we child of God, we must know that God hears our cry. Don't pray once, twice, and you give up and say, I prayed, these things are not working, I'm about to quit. Don't let yourself go through that direction. Believe unto the Lord, amen? Psalm 34, 18 to 19, it says that the Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and save such as have a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. Did you hear that? Do you hear this scripture in Psalm 34, 19? Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. So child of God, you should know that Jesus Christ is near to your broken heart. He's near to that crushed spirit. He's near to you and he's going to save you, child of God. And these are the promises we must hold on to. We must meditate and speak upon and live that our lives will be changed. Matthew eleven twenty-eight to 30. It also brings us to that promise. We must know that we rest when we feel weary and burdened. Amen. So come and know that Jesus Christ has done it all for you. So child of God, we must trust the Lord. So beloved, Matthew eleven twenty-eight thirty 30 says, Come to me, all you who labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. And you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So Jesus Christ is telling us here that he'll bring us rest. Amen? When we feel weary and burdened over anything. So that is the point, child of God, that was saying. Don't allow yourself to think that you can handle this by yourself. Right? Bring it to him. He actually wants us to bring it to him and rest in him so that we can acquire rest. Another scripture that I would want you to take home with you is Isaiah 40, 31. It says, but those who wait unto the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary and they shall walk and not faint. So Jesus Christ renews our strength even when we feel helpless. So no matter whatever you're going through, don't ever feel like your helplessness, it can't be dealt with. It can't be resolved. It can't be taken away. But see, a prophet Isaiah is actually telling us, as long as we wait unto the Lord, which is where I told you to be positioned at his feet, and you will be renewed, amen, in your strength. Jesus Christ will be that strength that we receive. 
Amen. And Isaiah 42, 3 also brings us something that is really great. Jesus Christ will not break us. He will give us that place where a child of God through his father, that he will be the one to be the one to take care of us. Amen. Another scripture I want you to take home with is Romans 8, 38 to 39. Child of God, let me say something as I close today. Nothing on this face of earth can ever separate you from the love of God. The love that God has for you is unconditional. It is not added to anything. He doesn't want anything from you. The only thing is for him, is what he wants, is for us to believe unto him, is to believe unto his son, Jesus Christ, is to know that everything that his son, Jesus Christ, did was for his love for us. So never think that even when you're going through such state of mind or depression or emotional instabilities, you, you've sinned and God hates you or God thinks that you're, you're nothing. God sees you differently, child of God. Amen? Romans 8, 38, 39 says that, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord and Savior. The love that we have in Jesus Christ emanates from God the Father. As long as we see Jesus and know him through his love, then we're going to know the deeper love that God has for us. And to be honest with you, when he died on that cross, his crucifixion showed so much love, the true nature of God in his love. Amen. So are you tired of being depressed? Are you tired of being in that pit of depression? Child of God, as I close today's sermon, I want you to know coming to Jesus Christ is the only way to find rest. Rest can only be found in Jesus. It's not found in anything. It's not found in anything out there. It is not found in anything. It is only Jesus Christ. He is the answer. So are you heavy, loaded with cares, burdens, sadness? hopelessness, all things that I've talked about, lostness, loneliness, sadness, everything that causes depression, Jesus Christ is going to restore you. This is a year of restoration. And as a ministry, we're standing on restoration. We're believing for physical restoration, intangible restoration, tangible restoration, spiritual restoration in every aspect of our lives. And so we know that coming to Jesus Christ is our way to finding wholeness and restoration. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this truth. We thank you for the deliverance from any depression, anything that has been causing emotional instabilities. We thank you that we are going to place our eyes onto Jesus. And we fall at his feet every minute, second, and hour. We are restored today. From today, we are restored. From today, chains are broken. Any chain of sadness, loneliness, hopelessness, helplessness, 
Any chains are broken that are not of you. Christ's spirits are broken. Any spirit that is not of you, Jesus Christ, it is broken through you, Jesus Christ, through your power, through your grace. For grace is supplying for us right now a total restoration, wholeness, preservation, healing, deliverance. We are made whole in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray and say, Amen. So child of God, I want to pray for those who say today they want to give their lives to Jesus Christ. If you're part of us today and you've been listening in and you want to receive the Jesus Christ that I've been talking about, you can say these words. And for those actually who say that I was once Christian, but I walked away and I have been, you know, doing my own thing. I walked away from church. I walked away from the truth, but today I've listened and I want to give my life to Jesus. You can say these words with me. Heavenly Father, through your Son, Jesus Christ, today I believe and confess with my mouth that I am saved. By the grace of God, not through my works or effort, I am forever justified by faith. Through your grace, Jesus, you were delivered from all my past, present, and future sins, and you were raised for my justification. From today, I renounce my old man and nature because it was crucified with you at the cross, and now live and walk in the newness of life in Christ Jesus. I am born of Christ. I believe. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So child of God, welcome to the greatest gift of salvation. You are now a new creature. All things have passed away. I pray that you continue to listen to these sermons. You continue to uh, receive daily devotions from us. Download the app so you can receive everything that we have uh, prepared for you. And also continue to grow in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ because a heart for soul ministries is a grace-filled foundation and it has a word-centered platform whereby we truly walk in the word. We believe in the word to work in your life and we're praying for people. Any person who has a prayer request, send us your prayer requests and we're going to be praying for you. God bless you all. Bye.